You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Hello, everybody. My name is Matthew Smith. His name is Chad Hunsberger, <laughs> and you are listening to the Christ and All podcast. Yeah. How's it going, Chad? Hey, it's great. Hey, got you, a little uh, scratchy voice, but other than that, I'm good. Hey, well, you've kind of been busy the last couple of, You've been yelling and shouting, and a lot of people <laughs> yeah. having some intense debates I hope that's on the why. convention floor. Yeah, is that I, what you've been doing, man? I have steered clear of microphones <laughs> for the last few days. Yeah, you had the opportunity, and now you waited yeah. until you got back. I needed this mic. This, this mic, more yeah, important. more comfortable yeah. than what you... Okay, so... Um, so what we're alluding to is you yeah. just got back from the the Southern Baptist Convention in sure Nashville. Did. In fact, just last night, as right. a matter of fact, as, as we're, we're recording, recording this, sure. yes. Um, uh, this will come out a little bit later. In fact, as far as our schedule is working, um, for the for the listeners hearing this right now, the previous episode would have been the interview we had with Sean Parker, yeah. with the executive director, treasurer of the Mississippi Baptist Convention. But that's a component of the larger national Southern Baptist Convention. Right. And this past week, of as we're recording, this past week was the annual meeting. Yeah. This year took place yeah. in Nashville, Tennessee. And you actually uh, decided you were going to go this year, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so we want to talk some about your experience. Sure. We've got, we want to talk about some of the issues that were addressed and dealt with and, and we're still dealing with yeah. um, as a convention. Uh, but, uh, but before we jump into some of those things, you just want to give us like an overview sure. of what that annual what the convention could, is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the Southern Baptist Convention, quote-unquote annual meeting, is actually the existence of the Southern Baptist Convention. Yeah. It, it only exists for those two days. It's called into order, and then there is a... Uh, a two-day business meeting, essentially, yeah. with reports and amendments and resolutions and motions and all of those different kind of things, um, that because the churches are autonomous, each of us can make our own decisions about who we are and mm-hmm. what we... There, there are things that we need to affirm, yeah. thus, uh, and we can talk about that another time, about who we are as Baptists, um, but there's also... Um, we, we collaborate together, cooperate together mm-hmm. to bring about you know, greater fruit for the kingdom. And so there's reports from those entities that bring about that work. Yeah. The executive committee is does a lot of the work outside those two days. Okay. There are both hired and volunteer committee members, that, including the president, mm-hmm. uh, which is Ronnie Floyd, um, who do the stuff when the convention's not in session. Okay. So there's a big portion of the convention then that is their report as to what they've been doing, gotcha. how that's been going, maybe even a vision mm-hmm. for what's going to be coming in the future. That's something that yep. got reported. Um, and and then, uh, and those sorts of things. That big meeting is uh, run by the uh volunteer president who is voted on uh, essentially every other year because it's a one-year term, but everybody always does it two years. You're able to be re-elected for a second term and and everybody pretty much just gets... Unless it's a problem, everybody does it too. And and as such, then, uh, he runs that meeting and he is on 
I didn't realize this. I just forgotten. He serves on all those committees. Okay. Uh, for all the trustees, so he's a part of all the seminaries for those couple of years. He's a part of all of the so IMB, NAM, ERLC. He's a part of all of those. So it's a really big job, one that I do not envy at all. <laughs> you don't. You're not planning on nope campaigning nope. for just that to one? be clear here on the Christ and Hall <laughs> podcast for all you listeners. Uh, but but it's yeah. a it's an influential role, yeah. and then he runs the business meeting. Okay. Uh, he's the moderator mm-hmm. officially, and JD Greer just right. left that position. We'll talk about the new guy okay. uh, in just a little bit. But so the meeting itself, that's the convening of all of these messengers. So messengers are anybody from a church that the church affirms to uh, to go and vote on their behalf, mm-hmm. and so. Oftentimes, maybe most oftentimes, that's a pastor or staff member, but it can be any church member uh, that is affirmed by the church. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, awesome. like the elders sent me and uh, Kylie Ham, mm-hmm. one of our staff, and then actually a couple of our church two members, members came members went, yeah. And so they still act as messengers. Yeah, they yep. still get the they same, have the vote, same that vote anybody else does. Yep. Right. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, all right. Well, then we know we've actually, if anybody has kept up with this on social media or on the news yeah. some of the things that have been reported about this annual meeting. Uh, this was one of the biggest attendance. Yeah. Of highest big, attendance highest in att- years. Yeah, like since the 90s, right? Yeah. So yeah. so you want to share a little bit about why people sure. were flocking to this one in particular? Sure. So there was over 15,000 messengers mm. at this one. Um, they even had to change buildings, right? I had to switch buildings. Yeah. And then in the building we were in, uh, for the bus- some of the more significant votes that people knew were coming, it was like standing room. I barely got a seat, yeah. uh, and I got there even yeah. sometimes 20 minutes early, mm-hmm. and uh, there were four, they were standing four deep all around. I wow. mean, it was, it was insane. Probably the, just I mean, it was just insane. Having to pack it's hard in, to yeah. describe. Um, but the reason for that was a couple of things. Usually the, the, the year that there is a presidential election is always has more people. Yeah. Um, but it's not typically as potentially contentious as this one was. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is is a couple reasons. One is that there was one candidate in particular who was seemingly trying to, I mean, more campaigned mm-hmm. than I've ever seen in my 38 years of being in the convention. Um, just more like wanting to be president yeah. than I've ever seen. And... Even typically, uh, it's not as like there were four candidates. That may be normal, but um, it was it was a lot of I think I should do it, and here's why. Um, and there was there was one in particular. I mean, no secret. His name is Mike Stone. Mm-hmm. He is a part of a group called the Conservative Baptist Network, who was really concerned that we as a convention were starting to veer liberal, and by liberal, not just. He yeah. was saying, not just politically liberal, but uh, like theologically liberal. And so there was some concern even from some people yeah. who were saying like, whoa, well, if, you, if we think we're going liberal, like we got to make sure we're not. Yeah. And so, and then on the other hand, there were some uh, who were speaking very convincingly that we're not. Uh, yeah. And, and they were wanting, there was, there was some, much needed. So let me back up. Mike Stone w- was a member of the executive committee. Yeah. Simultaneously, the executive committee has is is under um, uh, like a review mm-hmm. uh, for some of the way they've handled some things in recent past last two years in particular, in regards to 
sexual abuse victims that have reported to the executive committee and the way that that has been handled has not seemed from the outside to be as handled as best as possible. In addition to some concerns about things like in our racial, our desire for racial reconciliation, uh, the conversation about critical race theory Mm -hmm. and we have even done a podcast yes, on that, have, yep. and I, I said definitively on there, critical race theory has heresy in it. We would not affirm mm-hmm. that. There are things that we feel like we might be able to learn, yeah. but but there was some reasons that there was, even in saying that, that brought some fear to people saying, wait, if we, if we say there's anything we can learn from it, then maybe we are willing to just take it on wholeheartedly yeah, and embrace and, the critical race theory. And so there was a lot of anybody wants to do. needed statements this week about we do not affirm critical yes. race theory. The seminaries do not affirm it. The convention does not affirm it. What we do believe mm-hmm. in is there's a premise that it talks about, which is systemic racism, and we believe that systemic racism exists. Yes. We believe that there are... And the, needs to be addressed. And needs to be addressed, and the greatest answer for that is the gospel. Yeah. And so there was a part, so all of that comes together where you get this guy, who, again, who was uh, claiming that we were going liberal, was a part of the executive committee that's under review, yeah. was, uh, was like pleading, and, and now we know, was making some false statements mm-hmm. about some key leaders. We, yeah. we now, that's, that's even come out in the last couple of days. Okay. Uh, about some leaders that that some people were believing believing in, yeah. because they didn't have a reason not to, yeah. so to speak, and so um, there was a lot of concern. Okay, like we got to make sure that the right guy becomes president mm-hmm. because of his role yep. on all those boards. Because but he of had his, been campaigning, and so he had his supporters there that's right. in droves as that's well. That's right, and we've got to make sure that. When resolutions come about, so a resolution is a statement that really we as Southern Baptists make to the world Mm -hmm. saying, here's something we hold fast to. And so if there are any of those that need to be stronger or worded a certain way, we wanted to stay like, like together in. And, and so, um, that's why it was in droves. That's why 15,000 people were there. That's, I had already signed up to go. But it was, I was glad I was there. Um, Again, to represent Colonial Mm -hmm. Heights, but even to be able to have a conversation like this to help our church, uh, our elders know who we are. And they continue to say, we, as Southern Baptists, we are Great Commission Baptists. We are, uh, we believe in the Great Commission. We hold fast to the gospel. We believe in planting churches, sending missionaries, equipping people through seminaries. And so, yeah, like it, it was potentially contentious, but I think went about as well as it could. Okay. Um, so those are some of the issues. Like, do we want to say anything more about critical? I mean, we've already yeah. kind of addressed that in a previous episode. We've, uh, and I, I don't know that we necessarily need to dive too much into some of the stuff with the yeah. sexual abuse. Um, yeah. Other I, than we, yeah. We'll go yeah. Ahead. So I would say there was, there was one, one big, motion that was yeah. made, and this is helpful for everybody to know, because there was some some major criticism of the executive committee yeah. about how they handled this some of these sexual abuse uh, survivors, mm-hmm. victims, um, 
And the accusation is that they just covered it up. Covered up. Yeah. Right. And even allowed the people who were accused, and maybe even we found out that they have actually done those things, that they've allowed them to continue in their areas of ministry. Correct. And so there is even, I mean, no secret, Russell Moore has stepped out mm-hmm. of his role because he couldn't, didn't want to be a part of that anymore. Yeah. And so the executive committee had already decided that they would get an outside group to, like, study them mm-hmm. to determine if there were uh, any problems. Yeah. The problem with that was the report was only going to be given to the executive committee. Mm-hmm. And so everybody was really bothered, myself included. Yeah. And when I say everybody, I mean, when this vote came about, it was probably a 98% for, yeah. okay? But there was a vote made or a motion made from the floor to take it out from the committee's responsibility and create a separate task force that their sole job would be to hear the report from this third party mm-hmm. and report it back Facts. to the convention. Gotcha. So, so now there's mm-hmm. appropriate accountability yeah. because if you're so if the investigation finds stuff about the executive committee, exactly. and the only people who hear about it are the existing members of the executive committee. Yes, it's not doing any good. Like the, the people who are potentially covering things up could just keep covering right. it up. And their original statement was that it would only apply to those currently on executive committee. Mm. Well, this is an issue that's two They've or three going, years yeah. old. So. This this motion, which was approved, was to go back three years and that report be given to a task force who would then report it. Yeah. And here's why, like, again, there was a guy standing at the uh, microphone and I was so thankful for the way he presented this. But he just he said, like, no matter what this vote is, I need every sexual abuse survivor to hear me say you are worth this Mm -hmm. you are worth us investigating you are worth uh, we care more about you than we do even about the fact that this could not look good us really bad yeah Yeah, we would rather look bad and you be safe and you be cared for than us look good and you be broken like we don't want that and so man after that there was a there was applause yeah we wanted I wanted people to to hear that and know that, and so I would I would I would say again, where there was this thought that that was going to be real. Uh, ooh, how close is this vote going to be? No, no, like yeah. I'm talking overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I, I say ninety eight percent only because yeah. I don't know who the two if there were people holding their thing up or not, but yeah. like it, it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I was okay. very encouraged by that. And so uh, those were some things where it was really like, how's this going to go? Uh, what's this going to, like, who who is hearing this? And again, uh, thoughts about critical race theory. We wanted our, our uh, multi-ethnic brothers and sisters to hear us say, no, we don't, yeah. we don't affirm this ideology, but we affirm you and we affirm that we are completely against systemic racism. Mm-hmm. When there were some bold statements made by not just our seminary presidents, but also our uh, some of our committee leaders, our actual president, that were just greatly affirming in that. Um, I'm certainly a white man, so yeah. I, I, I don't know exactly how that was heard, mm-hmm. but uh, my prayer is that that was heard with great love and 
um, desire to, to be yeah. reconciled in that way. Good yeah. deal. Good deal. Okay. So do you want to talk some about the actual presidential election now? Yeah. So the election mm-hmm. itself, again, I mentioned Mike Stone. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another guy. There was four. There was one guy who got very 600 votes or something. Yeah, it was small. Very, so. Al Mohler, uh, he received about 25% of the vote. And then um, another man named Ed Litton, pastor mm-hmm. in Mobile. So the uh, the... Then it was a runoff between Ed Linton and Mike Stone, yeah. and Ed Linton won with fifty-two yes. percent. You have to have fifty yeah. percent, and Ed Linton is kind of a, uh, in some ways, not as well known as some of our presidents have been in the past. You know, uh, he's certainly known, but not quite as much as some guys like a JD Greer who's just leaving, written many books, oh, yeah. and um, Steve Gaines, pastor of Bellevue, mm-hmm. and you know some of these things where there's just a much larger congregation. And then, and or, on this particular... Uh, Al Mohler is really, is really known. Pretty well known yeah. um, but Ed Litton, I'm very excited. He has a strong desire for racial reconciliation. He is a conservative, uh, Bible-believing, gospel-preaching, Christ-exalting pastor. Um, there, there will have been some trying to present him as liberal, yes. and he is not. There's nothing that we read of his or heard of him saying that is gives us that indication and so my prayer is for him that as he leads that he will be a uniter uh and and yeah even specifically in the way he appoints people because there's committees he appoints people to and the way he serves on those different boards of trustees that he would um yeah, serve serve the convention well. Okay, I think All right. will. Well, so, so those were some of the more challenging issues, yeah. which is really why so many people were there. But uh, you also wanted to spend some time talking about really, I mean, if those were like heavy and weighty yeah. and maybe even like made us like sad or yeah. angry and how we yeah. responded to them. Yeah. But what what are some more of the encouraging and like just good things that came out from this? Yeah, I'll just take a couple minutes to say there's a portion of even pre-convention uh, it's like a conference mm-hmm. before the convention starts, where uh, we we were a part of commissioning 64 missionaries to the mission field through the International Mission Board, IMB. And that's exciting. Yeah. Like That's why we are cooperating together, is so that we can send more missionaries, so that we can, through, that, through NAM, North American Mission Board, that we can plant more churches. Um, through, uh, like when the six seminaries gave their reports, and they're talking about, hundreds of uh, people being like during COVID their numbers increased in enrollment almost every seminary and uh, increased both in number and in credit hours taken so like people were not just in they were more in than they were before and so just this like that's what we want to be about we want to be about training up believers to go to the be, go into ministry, go in the mission field. We want to be about sending missionaries and planting churches. And so when I think about the Southern Methodist Convention, I walk away thinking we've got more people ready to go, more people ready to make disciples, more people uh, being invested in. Like, that's why I'm a Southern Baptist. So yeah. let's do it. Like let's yeah. let's get past this ridiculous conversation about president and political mumbo jumbo. And let's get to what matters. And uh, so we partner together with all of these churches around the country, mostly, and say, let's do this. And uh, I can get real excited about that for sure. Absolutely. So um, I, I praise God for the work that 
that collectively we're able to be a part of because of it. So, and we'll talk about this maybe in another episode, but like when you give financially to Colonial Heights, we give from that to our convention. So we're, you're a part of helping 64 missionaries and church plants and seminaries and all of those things. And so I love thinking that, seeing that take place. It's yeah, really good. good. Stuff. Um, so for people who might be interested in, in watching firsthand some of the things, it was recorded. It yeah. is available on their website. Yeah. Um, is there anything in particular you, if like, it's, it's one of the, I've looked at it. It's sure. one of those things where you have like a three hour video and you get to kind of have to oh, yeah. kind of fast forward through to kind of pick pieces out. Sure. Is there anything in particular that you might recommend people go back and watch? J.D. Greer's sermon yep. or his report, whatever he gave. The presidential address, I think. It was the... It was really, really good. If the if the conference, the Send it conference is, is available, Ascend, yep. there's a sermon by Kevin Smith, mm-hmm. one of my favorite sermons I've heard in a long time. Awesome. I mean, man, it was really, really good. Um, the seminary reports are just interesting, depending on who you are. Yeah. That's interesting. And again, kind of celebratory in that way. Uh, the, again, IMB report and NAM report, those, are, those can be uh, exciting. Again, you have to kind of, get through the the statistics that they're telling you, mm-hmm. but there's excitement there. But I do think J.D. Greer's presidential address and uh, Kevin Smith's sermon mm-hmm. were two of the best things I heard all week. Excellent. Okay. Anything else? Any other high points? No, yeah, I look forward to kind of breaking down why we're Southern Baptist. Uh, yeah, the, that's what we're looking episode. to do next episode. Yeah, so we've addressed good. some of the heavy issues. Yeah. And people are one. So people may have been struggling with do I remain a Southern Baptist yeah. at this point. So and I think the next episode will say. We'll kind of answer yes, that question. Let's yes, do this. Absolutely. All right. So that's going to wrap us up for today then. Uh, thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and listening to the, this episode. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please share it on social media. Give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.